Good day and welcome to the ExaSmart podcast. Um, today our guest um, is Dr. Jean Grace. Dr. Grace is a, um, a lecturer at the University of KwaZulu-Natal's Exercise, Science and Leisure Department. Um, and we're quite happy to have her on um, today. Welcome, Jean. Um, thank you, Donovan. It's a pleasure. So, um, you know, um, this, uh, for everyone that, that, that doesn't know, um, this podcast is currently being um, recorded while we're in lockdown. Um, and I'm hoping that um, everyone is uh, safe um, and healthy and uh, taking up uh, precautions. Um, we thought we'll have Jean on um, the uh, program um, as it's quite um, uh, quite a few of, um, uh, you know, um, uh, people out there that have chronic disease, um, you know, are kind of wondering how, how they would go about um, exercising um, a while in lockdown and maybe, you know, what to do from an exercise perspective uh, thereafter. Um, and John has a keen interest in, in, in chronic disease management. But um, before we go into that, John, maybe if you can tell our listeners out there, you know, how did you get into the field of um, human movement science? Um, Donovan, I'm an avid sportswoman and I've always encouraged people um, to be physically active and um, studying human movement science for me was the best way to translate being physically active into practice. Um, I did my honours in leisure sciences and worked for a couple of years because I haven't had enough money to um, study biokinetics and after a few years earning a little bit of money um, I enrolled for my honours in biokinetics and um, because it was always my passion I always wanted to be a biokineticist. Okay, great. Um, and um, you also have a role at the Health Professionals Council of, of South Africa, if you could maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I serve on the um, PPB board, the Physiotherapy, Podiatry and Biokinetics board. Um, they currently um, is two biokineticists serving on the PPB board. Um, I'm one of them and my role is twofold. Um, I'm the voice for all the private biokineticists that's practicing. So I, I get lots of emails, um, bios requesting me for advice and for guidance, um, issues related to practicing as a biokineticist. And um, I'm also a voice for all the universities that's offering um, biokinetics. Um, so it, it relates to um, academic issues, training issues, training of, of, of biokineticists. Furthermore, I, I serve on a couple of, of committees of the PPB board. Um, I'm on the education committee. I'm the preliminary of inquiry committee. Um, I'm on the executive committee. I'm also the chair of the biokinetics internship committee. And finally, I'm also on the tariff committee. Well, that's then. I'm, I'm assuming my, my, my next question is, is, you know, directed to the right to the right person. Um, where do you see biokinetics um, currently in our current setup? Uh, let's call it pre-COVID-19 um, as a degree and maybe as a profession. Um, I think that um, I'm I'm very positive about 
biokinetics and practicing as a um, biokineticist. Um, if you enjoy working with people and you help um, love helping people and um, you enjoy being physically active, I think that um, biokineticist is the ideal profession because you can address the you can help to address the burden of, of um, diseases in South Africa, for instance, HIV and AIDS, blood pressure, obesity, and um, diabetes. The problem, however, is that um, I, I feel, and that's my personal opinion, that some of the universities are graduating way too many biokineticists. Um, so it, it, it is not that easy to nowadays find um, a job practicing as a biokineticist so but it, it's a challenge and I feel that if you think out of the box and you're willing to get involved in addressing the burden of, of the diseases in South Africa we will never have enough biokineticists in South Africa yeah I was just about to say you know uh, we do have you know um, quite a few chronic disease issues in, in, in our country like TB diabetes um, HIV cancer um, and, and, and a biokineticist, uh, I might be a bit biased here being a biokineticist myself, uh, does have an important role to play. So, you know, there is a huge demand, but I do understand what you're saying that, you know, um, they also need to be a bit of um, quality control and making sure that when somebody graduates, you know, there is a job to, um, uh, to walk into. Yes. Um, so, you know, your, as we mentioned at the top of the, the show, that um, your interest lies in, 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 in chronic disease management. Maybe if you can tell us a little bit about um, some of the work that you've done in this field. Yes, um, Donovan, I, as you mentioned, I'm um, teaching the biokinetic students at my university, the, um, the management and treatment of, of chronic diseases. Um, as you know, I am passionate about um, working with patients with, with chronic diseases. Um, I've, I've got about 28 publications in, in peer-reviewed scientific journals and two book chapters, and, and they mostly focus on um, chronic diseases, so that speaks for itself. Um, uh, I'm also involved, I've done a couple of study activity and exercise interventions in overweight and obese populations on adolescents and, and adults. I've also developed guidelines on, on exercise therapy for HIV and, and AIDS patients. Um, also, um, the importance of exercise in the management um, of diabetes. I've also um, published a very interesting study on um, electrocardiograph um, ECG patterns in African strength and endurance athletes to check um, whether they display criteria for left ventricular hypertrophy because of um, RS waves um, as well as SDT segment um, changes. And then, um, yeah, I'm just highlighting a few. I and mean, then currently, um, I'm investigating the effect of a physical activity and nutrition intervention on overweight and obese adolescents um, to prevent them from developing um, diabetes. So I'm very excited about the outcome um, of this study specifically. Excellent. So, so that's in a nutshell what I'm doing. So given, given that's the research aspect, okay, now how would, you know, 
how would you want to take that research and let's now you want to make it a bit practical and use you know as we i've mentioned various times before you know exercises medicine how how can exercise play now a role um from a practicality perspective in the management of of chronic disease Yes, Donovan. Um, exercise and physical activity is absolutely vital. Um, let uh, Let's just mention a few um, diseases that that um, exercise can play a, a very important role in. For instance, heart diseases. It exercise improves your heart health. For instance, studies show that um, interval training is often tolerated well in people with heart diseases. Um, patients with high blood pressure exercise can lower the risk of dying of heart diseases and it will also lower the risk of heart disease progression which is very important in the case of diabetes regular exercise improves the uptake of insulin and it also effectively lowers your um their blood sugar levels um asthma asthmatic patients exercise can help control the frequency and the severity of asthma attacks it helps patients who suffer from arthritis exercise can reduce pain it can help maintain muscle strength in the affected joints and reduce joint stiffness um patients with dementia um exercise can improve cognition in in people with dementia and so i can carry on with patients with lower back pain patients um with fibromyalgia high cholesterol levels etc so the list just goes on and it shows that exercise and physical activity is definitely um i i always say exercise is the cheapest medicine in the world there's nothing that can replace physical activity and exercise so so now that we know you know the the benefits of it with regards to chronic disease there's you know and we we know the importance of maybe an an, an interdisciplinary team in managing managing this of these various conditions um what what advice would you give to um uh, patients as well as um referring practitioners as in you know the gps out there the physicians out there to try and make this whole exercises medicine um concept a, a success yes it's very important to to um acknowledge that in the interdisciplinary team um each profession um definitely has its own responsibility but i feel that if you want to give the best um health and to give the best advice and treatment to your patients um it is the best to work in a multidisciplinary team let me give you an example for instance um i used to work in um a multidisciplinary team setting at a corporate company so we were focusing on return to work to get employees back to work as soon as possible and in the multidisciplinary team um they were OTs occupational therapists psychologists occupational health nurses and the physiotherapists and each one within the um scope of practice attended to um the employee to um try to get him back to work as soon as possible If you think about return to performance um top athletes um sportsmen and women their role and that's currently playing a role is, is the dietitians um the physiotherapist your sports psychologist so everyone plays a very integral role um in in treating um 
a, a person to either get them back to their work or um, um, help them to return um, to their performance. So definitely, it's very important that um, and we must acknowledge each other and, and make use of each other's um, specialities. Great. Um, and, and given, you know, obviously now that we, we are in, in, in lockdown and, and many of us don't have you know, access to certain equipment or, or to consult with um, uh, uh, you know, an exercise physiologist or a biokineticist, what advice would you give um, our listeners out there that might have a chronic disease but still want to try and stay active at home? Yeah, the, the important thing is, um, Donovan, that you must obviously consult with your um, your um, physician to clear you to exercise. Um, that is very important, specifically if you are a high-risk patient with a chronic disease. Um, and then when you, if the physician clears you to um do exercises, consult with the biokineticist who can obviously design an exercise program for you. And if I can just give um, very brief guidelines, um, you can design your own program following um, the FIT principle, the F standing for frequency, the I for intensity, the T for time, and um, this, the last T for the type of, of activities that you must do. So for instance, the frequency can be three to five times per week. The intensity, normally um, people use very scientific methods in monitor monitoring the intensity like heart rate monitors, but keep it simple, um, follow the talk tests. So for instance, you and I, we are walking um, in our, on our patio because we can't go outside because of the lockdown. Um, and um, you have a buddy, assume that you were training with a buddy and you could have a very nice conversation. Um, then you know the intensity is, is, is too low. If you can't have a conversation at all um, because you are too tired, it shows that the intensity is way too high. Just being able to say a word every now and then, that is what we call the moderate intensity. So just imagine that you are training with a buddy and you can just say something every now and then that will be the moderate intensity so for high-risk patients it's advisable to rather follow the low to the moderate type of intensity um the time at least 30 minutes and um, if you look at the fourth or the fourth digit of the fifth uh, the fit principle um the t stands for type so you can walk on the spot and you can break it up and exercise bouts of 10 minutes to get to your um, maybe your 20 or 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercises because it can get quite boring if you walk for 30 minutes um, on, on one spot. You can also um, do own body weight exercises. So may, maybe you decided to do um, your cardiovascular exercises for, for 20 minutes. You can do own body weight exercises um, like sit-ups and push-ups, arm curls, leg lifts, hip tilts and, and, and calf raises. So that's pretty much if you apply the FIT principle, there's however a, a few things that I also feel that you need to consider seeing that you, you are a high-risk patient. Listen to your body. Your body will tell you if you're um, over-exerting yourself. 
the breathing is, is very important and um, with our chronic disease patients make sure that when you do the hard part of the activity that you breathe out and, and when you are relaxing breathe in and always follow a proper warm-up and cool down for at least um, five minutes um, hydrate so have enough fluids and um, when you are in, a, in doubt about the exercises that you're doing um, contact your your biotonic assist uh, exercise professional um, don't train when you're feverish um, it's not advisable don't push yourself through your pain threshold and then finally um, during this time just try to tick over don't feel guilty if you can't follow your normal 50 minutes or hour um, exercise program we just want to get by and and, and by ticking over it's it, it's very good excellent i'm sure um, our our listeners are going to uh, take that um, advice and and try and implement that uh, where we challenge them to uh, to do so during this uh, this lockdown so jean lastly for me um what does the future hold in the, the field of academia or maybe uh, private practice Donovan, um, yeah, well, in, in this lockdown period, it, it is a challenge to, uni- to, um, to the universities. And, and in this case, we are, I am a bioconetocist, so I'm going to relate to what um, the challenges that the um, academic institutions are facing to get our students to graduate and to um, qualify at the end of the year. As we all know, the, the, the clinical training and the, the practical side of training the students, um, it, it is extremely difficult to do it online um, so um, maybe extending these talks that the academic program will be um, extended so we hope that um, the shutdown will after lockdown will be lifted um, soon and then we will be able um, to, to um, train our students and help them to successfully graduate at the end of the year I think the challenge for the practicing bike and assist are um, I think it's a good challenge. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm positive about um, what we are forced to learn um, doing consulting patients online. I think we are forced to think a little bit um, out of the box um, to help us get out of our comfort zone. So I think it, it, it is good and I'm, I'm positive about um, the things that that that's gonna grow and and come out from um, being in this lockdown phase because it forced us to to change the way we are practicing as biokineticists. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and I think also from a public's perspective, you know, it, it everyone kinds of you know, needs to um, understand the importance of, of of their health and being healthy, um, and. Um, you know, making use of, of exercise and one of the modalities um, to stay healthy. So, Jana, I'd like to thank you. I'm sure we will have you again on the ExoSmart podcast. Um, and, and thanks for sharing your, your thoughts with us. It's a pleasure, Donovan. Thank you for having me.